You're listening to the Sprinkle of Inspiration podcast from We Inspire. We interview everyday people like yourself that uplift and empower, shifting the narrative of news from a traditional negative experience to more impactful. Welcome back to another episode of a Sprinkle of Inspiration podcast. I'm Tanisha Green. I had the pleasure of interviewing Danielle Webb, one of the founding members of the homeless outreach ministry, Displaced Roses, located in Belmont, North Carolina. Danielle Webb, I am one of the founding members of a group that's called Displaced Roses. It is a homeless outreach ministry that is attached to our home church of Connections Church in Belmont, North Carolina. Awesome. And so... Tell me a little bit about the homeless outreach that you all are doing. How are you doing that this holiday season? So our outreach um, is a little bit different than some that you might see popping up about this time. Our street ministry is 365. We are there for their needs all the time. And unlike some others, it is fully street ministry. So we're going to the camps. Um, A lot of shelters aren't able to take um, people who have been displaced um, in due to the COVID restrictions of the amount of people that they can have in a building. So a lot of them have maybe been handed tents and go, hey, we hope for the best. And so what we do is we go out one to two times a week um, to the various areas in Gaston County, which is where Belmont is located. Um, and we go and we serve them a hot meal. We make sure they have like a food or snack to get them throughout the week. Um, any clothes, coats, um, toiletries, those items. And we share the message of God's love during that time. And so it's cold. We're out there till sometimes 11 o'clock at night trying to make sure that, you know, we reach as many people. We make sure that we tell them, hey, share, let them know that we're out here. Let them know that we'll be here, you know, every week. And that number continues to grow every week once they realize, hey, there's somebody that's literally coming all the time. They're really here. We can, you know, we can let them know, you know, our needs and what we do. And we, and we try to meet those. There are some people that have specific needs. We have one young lady that is, seven months pregnant and so we are making sure we try to connect her with the right uh, social service groups that can help her um, but also to give her things of comfort like a belly pillow Um, there is a gentleman that actually works with his hands he does you know type of carpentry and handyman jobs Um, and so I actually have a set of tools for him today uh, that we'll go and we'll get out some some things that you don't think about when you're like, oh, I want to give to the homeless, they need coats. And those coats are great. Do, do not get us wrong. Um, but there are some other things that they do need to help them with their everyday lives. And only being out there one-on-one face-to-face with them helps you to see those needs so that we can try to meet them. How do you all get the items that you're trying to help them uh, with? How do you go about acquiring those items? So currently during this holiday season, we are expanding our outreach. Um, Before it was really just um, the founder, Christine and her husband, Kyle, Christine and Kyle Aarons, um, who technically had this place in their heart a few years ago, had really just been reaching into their their inner circle of friends um, and neighbors. And so 
that's kind of where things were coming from and they were supplementing on their own. Um, about four to five months ago, we finally paired with our church, Connections Church, um, and that helped us to grow. So we were able to get donations from the congregation and they were sharing. Now during the holiday season, we've increased and, and have gone and joined the social media platform. So we have done posts, we've asked people to tag and outreach for those ways. So people have given um, by finances. So they've donated to, to the individuals that are a part of this place, Roses. Um, they've also dropped off at our church, the physical items. Um, they've met up and some things have been very specific, which is nice. If you're like, I really wanna see this bit of money go to which, which someone requested for ponchos, right? It rains. I wanna make sure they have that. We made sure that their donation was earmarked to fulfill what they wanted it to go to for this. We had a list of, oh my goodness, maybe about 78 items that were needed. And I think we're down to maybe like 12 that haven't actually been ordered or given or, or earmarked donation in some way. So, so it's growing, it's going. And so we're, we're so excited about that. Um, and we definitely want to keep the momentum moving, not only um, through this holiday season into the new year, but even, you know, during the summer, summer's a big hard time too, just like the winter, um, because they're out there, it's heat. You know, we need, now we don't need coats. We need shorts. We need shoes. We need water bottles. We need sunscreen. Those are the things that we're looking for then. So even if you're like, I've got, you know, that heart to give right now, you can give for things that we'll need later on in the season. Again, it's a 365 day outreach. We don't just end on December 26th. We're always there. Um, and so those are great. Um, having, I had one family um, who said, you know, we're, we're so used to giving and, and teaching our kids how important it is to give, but during COVID, you know, it's just not safe. And we go, you know, absolutely. We, we understand that. I myself, I work for a hospital um, out here. So I sign the attestment. I go through all of the gowns and scrubs and, and, and clearing out and mask and PPE every day. Um, sometimes several times a day, depending if I leave the hospital and come back. So I understand that um, concern about risk, but there's still ways that you and your family can get involved and not have to be out with us. One of the ways is um, snack grab bags and so, or hygiene grab bags. We tell people, you know, you'll just get, you know, several items that you're able to put together. You and your family, you can teach your children about, you know, how hard it is for some people out there, what they can do to make a difference. I think it's important to teach children when they're younger about instilling that, of giving back, of reaching out, of finding help. Um, and those are ways that you can do and still participate and, and you know, be at a safe distance. I think that's very, that's amazing that you guys are doing that and you're still protecting yourselves and still, you know, following CDC guidelines, all that stuff. Um, so how long have you been doing this? Oh my goodness. So um, Christine and Kyle have probably been doing their own version of this outreach for on and off about two years. Um, like I said, it joined with our church about four months ago and the paths came together. Um, Christine and I are friends outside of our church. 
And so she told me about the idea that she'd been working on and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really crazy. Um, Because I like that type of outreach as well. So on my end, our household, my son and I, um, you know, we'd go out to some transitional places and making sure that we um, knew what needs that they had and that we we tried to fill. Um, from our end, my son and I were displaced maybe about six years ago. Um, and so we found ourselves without a home. Um, luckily, I was about maybe one to two steps from being literally out on the street and a transitional housing facility um, named Catherine's House out here in Belmont, shout out to them, um, took my son and I in. Um, and it's very hard for people that were in my situation to find help. Um, there was no addiction. There was no domestic violence. It's just life happened. I went to buy a house. And before I knew it, I had no house. And I, and I lost all my money. So it was just kind of circumstances ended up, you know, where, where that was. I'm college educated. I have two degrees. I was working full time then. I work full time now. Um, and so just finding a place to give us a chance when we didn't you know, necessarily meet the checkbox criteria was super important and, and they did. And so we were able to you know, use that time. My son was able to be in a safe space um, and I was able to get back on my feet and you know, we moved out and we got a great place. And so with that, um, I always try to make sure that I give back to those areas because it's so easy to write off those that are faceless, right? Oh, well, it's something you did to yourself. It's because you decided that you wanted to drink away your paycheck or all of these other things. And sometimes those are actually underlining things on the mental health side. And I actually work for a behavior health hospital. And so those things end up tying in together. Sometimes not having the mental health help that you need ends up taking you down a path that might lead to homelessness. And so on our end, I was working in those circles to help those that were homeless in this place in that way. And here was, we've been friends and we just, we never talked about it. And she's like, you know, we've been trying to do this thing. It's just getting kind of big now for just me. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, let me help. You know, how can I help? I've got connections. We can and our church is in connections. It's kind of funny. But, um, you know, I've got connections in the community. We can try to work. We can try to help um, dealing with nonprofits and starting them up is something that I have a background in. Let's do this together. So we partnered together along um, with two other people. Um, and so it's kind of been there for the past four months. What's one thing that you have learned while being out here and reaching out to the homeless? You cannot give them any old thing. That's probably the biggest thing that I've learned. You know, the thought is, oh, well, you know, they're, they're destitute in this way. They, they need these items. They'll just take whatever you give them. A, if it's bad quality, we on the ministry side won't, won't give it to them. You know, we'll go ahead and we'll recycle it. We'll do, we'll do something else with it. But, you know, the things that people give that are just gross for lack of a better word you know we don't go out because they're still people and so the same way you wouldn't want something that's you know been mildewed and stuck together for yourself we don't want to give to them 
and and God's love doesn't have us having less. God is a person that gives us more. He fulfills us. So we don't want um, that to move in. But also abundance. I have also learned that there are many, there's the thing, they just take, take, take. And there'll be ones go, nope, I already have one. Like, but don't you, you might want to need another one. I remember I was pushing this guy for a coat maybe about three weeks ago. And I, I was like, but you want, this one's so nice. It's got down feathers. You probably want this one. Don't you want this one? He was like, I, I have a coat. I have a coat. And I was like, but this one's nice. And he goes, how am I going to carry all those coats, ma'am? I said, ooh, touche. <laughs> right? Because you got to think about it. It's not like they have closets. They just store stuff in. You know, but but he was, you know, being reasonable where, you know, he didn't, you know, he's like, you could absolutely save that for somebody else. Somebody else is going to need it who doesn't have one. And I already have one. And that's probably the biggest thing that that I've learned is that there's, there's pride and humility in this group of people, because in the end, they're, they're just like you and I. There's the old adage that everybody is one paycheck away from being homeless. And, and it's true, quite honestly. Uh, I mean, except for maybe about 4% you know, of people that have the extra savings and the things that are bought and paid for, you're really about one to two paychecks away, a bad illness, a bad accident, away from being displaced and being in those things. So if you find yourself in that situation, imagine you being there. Would you want somebody's sloppy fifths, not even seconds, sometimes it gets. And so that's something that you're mindful of and and to realize there are things that they need that we don't think about or that they want for and we don't we're like, okay, clothes, food. And like the gentleman I shared earlier, he's like, I could really use a hammer because I try to do, you know, odd handyman jobs. And, you know, that could help me support, you know, my wife while we're out here. He never asked for money. He just wanted the tool to be able to do with his hands something that he could provide for his family. And I respect that. But those are things that I learned being out there. So the pride and the fact that he wanted to work you know, and, and, and gain something for himself. And then the humility to be able to ask for that. Not a whole world, just just a hammer, you know? And I'm like, I can do a hammer. Yeah, we can do that. So those, those are the things that we, that we learn while we're out there. That's amazing because I think that is a bad, like stereotype that homeless people get is that they're all just asking for money. And that's not true. Sometimes they just want, you know, a meal or in your case, a hammer, you know, so they can actually work hard and better themselves. But sometimes people don't always understand that. And I think that's very, I love that you actually spoke on that and gave that example. But also the other thing that, that, that comes with that, that not a shock, but a nice reminder is that that same wife he was talking about, you know, he wanted to do something to build for his wife. And then he shared with us, you know, I have a whole bunch of clothes. And I said, okay, you do. He said, there's some clothes I don't even wear. I haven't worn yet because people are, are giving and we're grateful that they're giving, but I don't have anything for my wife. My wife has very little um, and his wife is plus size. And so I said, huh, you never really think about that. People are always giving the things that they've outgrown so that are too small for them. So as the ministry, we have a whole bunch of smalls and mediums, 
but not that many two X's and three X's, you know? And I said, wow, okay, well, what kind of things do you, do you need? And I said, well, what is she wearing now? And, And she was wearing men's clothing is what she happened to be wearing because no one ever gave things in her size. And so I said, okay, I'll make sure that that's something that we're pushing to make sure that, that people understand homelessness does not body shame. And I, I'm glad, I guess, but like, you know, that's something you don't think about because it's the image. It's an image that has been pushed, whether media or, or things that you've seen passing by, that they're all super tiny, skinny people and, and you know, have some sort of addiction issue of some sort. But sometimes they're just regular people who are also plus size people. And it's like, wow, we've never brought anything in your size. And, and that took a moment, but sometimes taking the time to stop and ask. Wow. <laughs> um, Definitely um, things that open up your eyes <laughs> when you're out there. Cause it's, you know, it's different than being in a, and those shelters are great. Um, those soup kitchens are great. Don't don't get me wrong. I, they feed mass. They reach out. They are a place that people know that they can go. Um, but being one on one on the street, <laughs> it it opens up a whole different set of of conversations, um, mm-hmm. a different set of needs, and and those are those are things that we you know we need to know. We made sure we got tarps during this time. One gentleman said, you know how it rained randomly last night? And we said, yeah, we we were not expecting any sort of rain. And so they had like a sheet, a plastic sheet, kind of like a tarp that they put on the ground to sleep on. So they weren't sleeping in the dirt. But because of the rain and it came where they couldn't prepare, they had to take that up to, to cover up like the tree limbs of where they were under. But in the end, they still slept in the mud because they had the tarp that was over them. So sometimes you only have one. So it's like, are we going to sink or swim? Which which one's more important? So we made sure that we got additional tarps out so that each person had at least two, one for under, so wherever they lay at, and then one that they could place over so they could have. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, my next question for you is what inspires you to keep going with this ministry? Two, I guess it's two-sided. Um, the fact that my, my son and I were not very far removed from that situation of being displaced. Uh, if, if someone had not followed the checklist of who should be in this housing place, that's exactly where my son and I would have been. Um, so that stays prevalent. My son, actually, my son, he's 15 and he goes out with me, um, with us and, and he sees and he knows and, and and we'll have conversations on the drives back home. And he's like, that was going to be us a couple years ago. And I'm like, yeah, we can never forget. We can never forget because it took somebody to help us that we were able to get a footing. And then the other part of that is the actual people 
there, there's always somebody, there's a bad apple in every bunch is, is like they say. So there's some people who, you know, use and abuse the system and that's fine. But majority, I mean, like 99% of those that, that we run into and that we help are, are looking forward to seeing us the next week. They have a story to tell us. They have, they have something to, to share that they did that we asked them to do. Um, and, and being there, being the solid in their life that's, not, that's ever changing all the time is something important that, that I think keeps us giving and keeps us going out every week. That's awesome. Everything you talked about, the whole ministry has just been amazing. So for anyone who's listening, how can they help you guys out? How can they donate if they're in North Carolina or even if they're not in North Carolina? How can they help? Well, you know, the dollar is always king. So you can always give uh, financially. Um, we have a donation group that's set up through PayPal um, and that'll be placed in. And then also through our church, Connections Church dot church um and then you'll go to a tab that says giving and then you can earmark your donation for homeless ministry um that one is really just that simple so connections church dot church um find the giving tab and then in the memo line put homeless ministry for what you need um you can also reach out to us um i am listed on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Danielle Webb uh, is me on Facebook. Um, Music is for everyone is the Instagram. You can always reach out and see, you know, how you can help. There are talents that we need as well, which I always remind people, we don't just need you to always come out of your pocket. That is great. But sometimes we need barbers. We need people to be able to give haircuts. We need, you know, nurse practitioners and PAs and doctors and nurses to be able to come out and maybe even assess some quick assessing health issues, being able to give additional PPE if you're a healthcare organization that has extra that maybe your employees don't use anymore if they or you ordered and they weren't the right qualifications for what the CDC requires for the hospital, which has run into at my hospital. Those are things that that don't have to sit on a shelf. They can be donated out to us. We need a mobile shelter um, and a mobile shower to be built so that while we drive through, the men and women can quickly take a shower while we're out on the street so they can be clean. You know, some of them talk about that, about how can I get a job if I'm not clean? Nobody hires dirty people. That's a need that that our long-term we've been working on. We need people to build that. We need people to donate their trailers and their supplies, things that you don't have to buy, things that you already have. Those are the ways that you can reach out and and help without necessarily having to spend a dime. Awesome. This this has been an amazing conversation. Um, Thank you so much for opening my eyes because some of the things you mentioned, I wasn't even aware of. So thank you so much. Really had a great time talking to you. Yay. So did I, Tanisha. This has been great. I'm, not, I'm like, now I'm all like super excited. Like, yes, what else can we do? What? <laughs> yes, we can. We're going to pull Obama on everybody. Yes, <laughs> we can. We can get this together. Again, the ministry is 365 days. 
And even something, if you're all the way out, let's say you're on the other coast, you know, we're in the South, we're in North Carolina. Let's say you're in Missouri. Let's say you're in California. What can you do? Figure out, I tell people all the time, um, me personally, figure out how you can make a difference in your own circle. Thank you again <laughs> so much. It's been a great conversation with you. Yes, thank you so much for taking out the time and squeezing me in. I appreciate it. And I hope that you and, and everyone that happens to listen to this podcast, you guys have merry, merry holidays and a happy new year. Thank you for listening. Continue to listen and support our journalism at weinspiremovement.org. Hit us up on all our social media for daily inspiration. Nothing but the good news.